Welcome back to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. Obsidian Achievement. Sorry, I had to check the sound. This is your host, Mike Rustin. Uh, this is going to be Road Rambling Part 2. So go back to Part 1 or you're not going to know really what the hell I'm talking about. So this is Part 2 of Road Rambling. Go back and listen to Part 1. Um, so pull it out of the rest stop now. The rest is just so gross. So, oh, I thought I left the keys, but I'm so used to having a fob. But uh, these ones you actually put in the car. So we have the keys. We are good to go. Always so nervous leaving rest stops that I left something behind. Always, because I could be bird-brained sometimes, man. I could be bird-brained. Um, anyways, so we're back. We're rocking. Uh, trying to remember where we left off. I think we were finishing with the whole. I don't. I have a major issue with people that forced other people to get the vaccine. Major issue. Major issue. Um, but anyways, so we can we can move on from that topic. I think we beat that horse to beyond death. We beat that horse into a fine powder. Um, really like this truck. I think big trucks suit me more than. Uh, and other things. I got some, I, I caved and got some Swedish fish. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about diet. Let's talk about diet. Give you guys some juice on diet. Because I'm 250. I'd say relatively lean. You can see my abs. I definitely have, I mean, my body fat percentage probably, I don't know. I'd say it's between 15 an 18%. I don't know. I'd have to get it checked. I honestly don't know. But you guys have seen pictures of me. You know, I'd say I'm relatively lean for 250. Um, you know, unless you're, I think if you're trying to, so these are two schools of thought here. I'm going to talk about gaining, or I'm going to talk about losing fat first. I'm going to talk about gaining muscle second. Losing fat is a game of caloric deficit. It's that simple. It's very, very simple. What you put out in terms of burning calories versus what you take in in terms of consuming calories. If you are at a deficit, meaning that you are burning more than you are consuming, you are going to lose weight. I think the fastest way to lose weight, in my opinion, when I've done big cuts before 20 or 30 pounds in a month or two months, uh, which I've done many times. You know, when I tried cutting to 215, which, you know, let's just say I failed at, I gave up. I'll just, I'll be the first one to say it. I'd stop doing it because, not because it was, yeah, it was definitely difficult, but I uh, I didn't like, I, I like being big and I like getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. I don't think I should get any heavier than 250, uh, but I feel very strong. I like the way that I look right now. I feel very powerful. I like being big, uh, but I think it'd be healthier for my body to be down around 220. But anyways, when I cut from, I was at 248, and I got down to like 223 in a matter of like three weeks. If you're going to burn fat without losing muscle or a whole lot of strength, um, it's a caloric deficit, and it comes down to eating six good meals a day. I think if you really want to burn fat, you should do five good meals a day and skip breakfast and work out in the morning. So basically you're burning on an empty stomach. So I think if you, so let's talk about what I would do if I were to lose a bunch of fat, which I've done. 
So if I wanted to lean out, I would skip breakfast. I would maybe have like a tablespoon of honey before the gym just so I got something there to burn a little bit just to give me a jump start. Uh, I would have a liter of water with some salt and I would hit the gym and I would sweat my butt off. I would work my behind off. I would work very, very hard in the gym. Coming home, I'd have probably four eggs and a banana. Two hours later, I would have, you know, let's just say a half pound of ground beef with some rice. I don't know, maybe a quarter cup, half a cup of rice and an avocado. Two hours, so there's two meals. Two hours later, I would have the same thing. There's three meals. Two hours later, I would maybe change up my protein to like a salmon or, you know, I don't, I'm not a, you could do chicken with some rice or sub in a veggie if you want to have some broccoli or something like that. I, I would suggest that you eat it raw. Um, and then two hours after that, I would have my dinner, which would probably be a steak, some sweet potatoes, and another veggie. I'm not a big veggie person, but you could have another veggie in there and some rice. That's what I would do every single day until the weight came off. And the weight will come off quick. You'll hit a plateau. You'll probably lose 10 to 15 pounds very quickly. Uh, and then you'll hit a plateau and you'll only lose, a, you'll gain a little weight back some days and then you'll lose two pounds, gain a pound, lose three pounds, gain two pounds. Uh, and then you'll break through that plateau and have another massive loss. And then you'll get to your goal weight over the course of 90 days to six months. That's all you need to do. Drink a gallon of water a day. Beef, chicken, rice, sweet potatoes. You know, eating every two to three hours. Eggs, butter, avocados, healthy fats, some nuts. You can throw some nuts. I'm not a big nut person. They make my mouth itchy. Um, <laughs> uh, they make my mouth itchy. So, uh, not a big nut person, but you might be. If you love nuts, go ahead and eat them. Uh, that's what I would do. If I wanted to bulk and put on muscle, I would do the same thing, but just eat way more. So, you could dirty bulk and eat a little bit of crap, like fast food, McDonald's stuff. I wouldn't suggest that, really. That's obviously not the most optimal. But I'm wor working with a guy right now, Tony. Tony listens in a lot. Tony's going to pull on a lot of weight. And what we're doing is we're doing the same diet I just mentioned, but like double the portions. And yeah, that's probably harder. That's probably harder. Like people think like eating smaller portions and eating clean is hard. Eating very large portions and eating clean is hard because you get sick of the food, number one. You get sick of chicken. You get sick of ground beef. You get sick of all of that stuff. You even get sick of steak. And eggs, like he's having like eight eggs for his first meal. Eight eggs and an avocado and a banana. You know, that's a lot. And then two hours later, he's going to eat like a whole steak and a bunch of rice. And then two hours later, he's going to have a whole bunch of ground beef and some rice and a sweet potato. And then two hours later, he's doing the same thing. Like that can, that can wear on a man or a woman very, very quickly. Um, you're going to be tired because you're eating a lot, but you're also going to be burning, 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 but you're also going to be putting on a whole lot of muscle going to be putting on a whole lot of muscle, but a lot of that has to do with how hard you're working out. But please understand that diet is 90% of the battle. I see people that work out every single day and they look the same after six months and it's one of two things. The intensity of your workouts suck and you're doing the same. There's nothing wrong with doing the same thing every week. I think consistency is very, very important. I do not change up my lifting routines at all, but I consistently gain strength in size because the intensity of my workouts are very, they're very, very intense, very intense. Like I scare people. 
I've had three or four people come up to me or find me on social media or whatever in person or on social media tell me that I'm one of the hardest, if not the hardest working. Probably, I've had, I've never had anybody said the hardest, one of the hardest. I've had people say, you are the hardest working person in the gym. When I hit it, I hit it hard. If you work out with me, you're going to suffer. You're going to sweat. You're going to suffer. You're going to be questioning your existence at several points during the workout. I often drive home in complete silence because I'm still nauseous. That's what it takes. And then you're eating a whole bunch of food. You know, me, my diet right now is eggs, butter, steak, ground beef, and organ meat. And fruit, like mangoes, papaya, bananas. That's my diet. Apples. I eat fruit, and I eat meat, and honey, and eggs. And that's it. And that's it. That's all I eat. A little bit of chicken here and there. But I'll also have some Swedish fish. I'll also have a slice of pizza. I'll also have some pasta. Why? Because I'm not competing in a bodybuilding tournament. I don't need to be absolutely diced and shredded out of my mind. And it's not super healthy to be completely shredded year-round. That's not good for your body. You want to have a little bit of fat. You want to carry some fat. It is natural for our bodies. We are... We are we are engineered to carry a little bit of fat on our bodies. Listen, men and women alike, there's nothing wrong with carrying a little bit of fat. Like I could pinch a little bit of, you know, because I'm sitting down right now, I could pinch a little bit of fat on my tummy right now, but it's not like I can't get much, but there's some there. The backs of my arms, my triceps, there's a little bit of fat. You know, uh, I've got some fat, you know, on my love handles a little bit. But it's not a lot, but it's enough. You know, when you think about how we're, if you wouldn't believe in, I believe in evolution, I believe in creation, but we also evolve, right? Like people today are different than they were a couple hundred years ago. Um, Like evolutionarily speaking, we want to have a little bit of fat on our bodies. (laughs) That's how people survive famines and things like that is they had fat on their, on their bones, on their, on their meat. You know what I'm saying? That helps your body. This whole, we got, (laughs) we got psyoped into believing that carbs are good and fats are bad and it's so the opposite like carbs are still good in moderation but fat's way better for you good healthy fat is good for you fat is good for you to eat your brain is made of fat basically you need fat in your body and you need fat in your diet if you're having cognition problems you're having memory issues and brain fog, I would suggest that you increase the amount of healthy fats that you're getting and drink more salt water. Have a pinch of salt with some water. Your body needs salt. Your body needs water, obviously, but it needs the right things. Like You can drink water all day long, but if it doesn't have the right nutrients and minerals and electrolytes in it, it's useless. It's almost useless. It's almost useless. These people drink water all day long and they still have headaches. They still have brain fog. They can't lose weight. They aren't sleeping well. It's because you need to balance. You need to have like sodium on a molecular level is so critically important. If I remember correctly, sodium is the uh, compound and active transport uh, that allows the absorption of things into your cells. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's sodium, NA+. So there's, there's active transport and there's diffusion. So diffusion is when, uh, if, again, cells share things with each other with no energy expenditure. 
and then active transport takes some energy. And I believe salt, sodium is, is critical for that. I think calcium also plays a role. Potassium also plays a role. So you need calcium. You need potassium. You need sodium. These, these are compounds that you need in your body in order for your body to function optimally. And many people are not getting any of these compounds. And so they're suffering. I believe... I believe sodium and potassium, uh, NA plus and K, uh, act synergistically with each other. You need both. You need both. Like if you're taking zinc, you also need to take copper. Um, there's, there's many things that you need to be aware of in order to optimize your health. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a degree. None of these are, these, these are just things that I've learned over the years from reading about other people and studying people uh, that live the type of health and fitness lifestyles that I want to live. But many of these compounds are extremely important and very necessary for you to be alive and to be alive well. There's what, you know, like now, you know, the big argument is like, oh, medicine's so amazing. People are living so long. You know, my wife and I were out to eat the other day. And uh, this new place, Roses, well, it's not new. It's been around forever. It's the first time we've ever been there. It's like seven minutes from our house. We've never been in this place. And it's a great, homey, old-school Italian place. Everything on the menu is very well-priced. Like, you could get a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs for, like, 15 to 20 bucks. In my opinion, that's very low. You know, you go to these other restaurants, it's like $40 for spaghetti and meatballs. But, uh... Um, but it's, you know, it's just a good homey, everybody's super friendly, the waitresses, the cooks, like everybody just, they, they remembered us the second time we came in, everybody fell in love with Ada, it's a great spot, but we were eating the other day, and uh, this older couple comes in, and this lady, it took her, older woman, I'm not being mean, I'm just telling you what happened, I felt terrible for her, actually. It took her three minutes to get through the front door because she was on a walker and there was a quarter of an inch lip uh, on the door, like on the floor, like for her to get her walker and her feet over. It was like you would never, you wouldn't even notice it. It wasn't the kind of uh, uh, elevation in the ground that you would have to put a sign that says, watch your step. Like a literal, just the bottom of the door frame that's barely raised off the ground at all. It's nearly flush with the ground. It took her three minutes to get over that. Her husband sits down and then she heads towards the bathroom. It took her, I'm sure she just, maybe, I don't know if she had a movement. I don't know. I'm sure she just had to pee. I mean, it took her seven minutes to get to the bathroom. I don't know how long she was in there. We didn't see this lady for 35 minutes. She could barely move. It took her three minutes to sit down. It took two people to help her to sit down. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, she might be in her late 70s to 80s. But what quality of life is that where you can't even move? And then you've got 70, 80-year-olds out here deadlifting and running, you know, marathons. It's like, what happened? What's the difference? Well, one person took care of their body and the other person abused it. And I'm sure that she's had a doctor that she's seen regularly now for 30 years. I'm sure she's on medications that she's been on now for 15 to 20 years. And look at what has happened to this woman's health. Because she didn't take the time and nobody that cared about her or loved her, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe people did try to tell her, like, listen, you're going to be miserable here. If you don't make some changes, maybe she did have those people in her life, but I doubt it. I doubt it because you got enough people in your life that love you and care about you. They're going to help you make the right lifestyle changes. 
This lady couldn't move. She couldn't move. And I'm just thinking like, you know, I bet you she follows her doctor's advice. And what does that say? What does that say? You know, she was very overweight. Probably 80 pounds she could lose, if not more. Modern medicine is a joke in, in some regards. You know, yes, there's a lot of life-saving medicines and treatments. And if I get my arm sliced wide open, they could put it to get back together. Even if it gets sliced off, they could put it back together. But most of it, eat their poison and take their pills. It's a revolving door of repeat clients, and they're all in it together. The food companies are in bed with the pharmaceutical companies. And when you look at who owns the pharmaceutical companies, and when you look at who produces our food, it's often the same companies. Well, if I want to sell my pills, I need to make people sick. How do I make people sick? Well, I feed them garbage, hot garbage. If it didn't exist 150 years ago, you probably shouldn't eat it. Seed oils, processed food, like none of this stuff is good for you at all. At all. It's objectively terrible for you. Let me see my next exit. I feel like I've been on the road so much longer than I have because I've been yapping and it's only been two hours. I still got like three and a half hours left. I'm so sick of driving all over God's creation, man. I can't wait till we get our land. I can't wait till I get my family moved in. I can't wait to get a jet and a helicopter. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to have a landing strip right on my property. My pilot will come scoop me up, take off, boom, land. Private car, chauffeur, pick me up right off the landing strip, take me where I need to go. That's going to be my big spend. I've got hundreds of millions and billions hopefully someday because you know I wrestle with the whole you know it's very hard for rich people to get into heaven and I think that's you know I think that's why God has put me through and you know I don't want to say like he's put me through but I've put myself through and I think why God has taught me so many lessons um I think everything I've gone through in the past two years has been a hardcore lesson in humility because I was not two over two years ago three years ago I was not a humble person I still think I have a lot of work on my humility and it terrifies me to say that because I know God will beat me into the earth to rebuild me I love this um, this quote from Augustine he said uh, something along the lines of if you want to build something that pierces the sky you must first bury the foundation deep into the earth with humility and that foundation is humility and humility is the foundation upon which we build everything in our lives, long-standing things in our lives. Like, people have built things without humility, and what happens? They get crushed. It all comes crumbling down. God loves the humble, but opposes the proud. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in opposition to God. That's very scary to me. I don't want to operate outside of God's will. It's very scary to me. I don't ever want to be in that position. So, I need to check the next exit again. Will it pause this if I just switch to the map? Hopefully, I wonder if you guys get 10 miles. Okay. Did it pause this? Okay, we're still rocking, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's neat. Um, I guess I don't have to stop the whole episode. 
10 miles to Leo Minster or whatever. But, yeah, you need to have your foundation in humility. So all that goes to say is I think a lot of what I've learned over the past three years is humility. Um, that in a second, everything you built can be taken away from you. That even now, my health, you know what I'm saying? I could get into, oh, God forbid this happens, but, you know, driving to New York today, it's always a thought in the back of my head. What if something happens to me? You know, again, you think differently when you have kids. Not selfishly. I'm like, what hap- What if something happens to me? I'm not around her. I'm not around in the same capacity for my daughter and my other baby that's coming. You know what I mean? It's very scary to me. It's like I can sit here and brag and boast about my health all day long, but whenever I do that, I, I just want to do it to help you guys. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, what if there is a blood clot somewhere in my body? What if I do get hurt on the road? What if I get hurt in the gym? What if I drop 405 and crush my chest? You know, God forbid any of that stuff should happen. Please, Lord Jesus, do not allow that to happen to me if it's me, your will. Your will, not mine. If I'm supposed to die on the bench, I guess that's where I go. But, you know, all of it could be taken away in a second. I could be the strongest man in the gym, and then the next day I can't even go to the gym anymore because of some accident or something happened to my heart or something, you know, so I just... Whatever you're boasting about right now, be very careful. Um... Because, again, God opposes the proud. And I don't think that he just, that God doesn't do things to us, but it's like people get handed over to the devil. Like Job got handed over to the devil. When you read the story of Job, God let the devil have his way with Job, and, you know, through his faithfulness, he stuck it out. There's a couple ways to interpret that story, but I, I think that's the one of the most mainstream and, I think, applicable lessons from that. But humility is so incredibly important. And it's uh, something that i got to remember because every once in a while I get competitive. And um, I get competitive and I can sometimes get a superiority complex, which I'm sure you've read in this podcast uh, many times through things I've said about people, other people, and the general populace. And it's really, it's hard for me not to. Because it's just, it's so clear when you execute life at a certain level of discipline, you get like a chip on your shoulder against everybody else. You're like, it's hard for me. I try very, I wrestle with feelings of disgust. I do. This is me just being honest. And I pray that God would help me and not, not hurt me too much, but help me maybe with some gentle parenting, Lord God. Because <laughs> I've been through a lot of not gentle parenting. Uh, help, I guess, you know, gentle parenting is completely, completely relative you can say compared to other people's situations even though mine has been rough over the past couple of years it's still not as bad as it could be I pray that I would have more love and understanding for other people and I think I do and that's a big reason why I do this podcast I don't want people to suffer you know when I was thinking the other night I had I had a real moment with myself. I don't even want to see my en- enemies suffer. No matter how, no matter what somebody's done to me, I don't even want to see them suffer. You know, even Jesus, I just think about Jesus getting flogged, abused, mocked, and nailed to a cross, still asked his father to forgive him. them. Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. Same thing when, uh, what's that disciple? They threw him off a roof and stoned him. Uh, 
I don't remember which one it was. To, not Timothy, was it? No, I, I can't remember his name. Philip, maybe? I might have been Philip thrown off a roof and stoned. You now here he's getting stoned by these Jews. And he says the same thing Jesus said, Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. You know, he looked up. It was the one that he looked up and he saw. He said, I see the son standing at the right hand of the father. And they got so full of rage because he chewed him out. He chewed him out. He's like, you, you, how, what prophets haven't you killed? God has sent you prophet after prophet and then his own son. And you killed them all. And they got full of rage and they threw him off of a building. Can't imagine how bad that hurt. And then they stoned him. Like that's, that's a really rough way to go. And he said the same thing. So if these, you know, if Jesus and the disciples were asking forgiveness for those that literally murdered them in extremely horrendous and violent ways, you know, I had my coming to Jesus moment thinking about my enemies. And I, and this is, you know, because my day of reckoning will come with certain things that I'm dealing with in my life. I will have justice. Justice will be served. Like the truth will be revealed. And I have to think about how I'm going to handle uh, my response. And I've been thinking more and more about humility. And ultimately, I've been thinking more and more about letting it, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It's not my place to exact vengeance. Um, it's not. I'm just a little human. I'm a little worm. Who am I? to serve justice. You know what I mean? It's like, and I don't mean like hurting people. I mean like, I mean like, um, I don't want to say revenge. I mean like, you know, for example, if somebody does something wrong to you, do you take legal action back against the, you know what I'm saying? Like I have to think about how I'm going to handle things over the next couple of years. And it's really been weighing on my heart. And I feel like the more I say I'm going to do things my way, that people need to pay a price, the less I feel God's favor in the situation. And the more that I start to say I'm going to let God do what he needs to do and trust in him, the more I feel his favor, not just in every situ you know, that situation, but in every situation I'm dealing with in my life, in every area of my life. And it's no doubt that, thank God, Mia, just a wicked sinner, would have so much grace and mercy on me just to look around. And I've said this many times, how blessed I am. I only say it, I don't say it to brag or boast, because, again, everything could be taken from me tomorrow, like Job. Everything. I hope not. It would be very uncomfortable to go through, but I know he would give me the strength to get through it. Um, I do want to live a life that's got some peace in it has some fulfillment in it, but maybe that's not what I'm calling, you know, you never know. You never know what God's called you to do. Um, I don't think God promises us easy lives. I think he promises us uh, that he'll give us the strength to manage a difficult life. And everybody's life is difficult to varying degrees. You know, it's like toddlers throwing a tantrum because they can't have candy to them that's the worst thing that's ever happened to them that's what I've been thinking about like like my daughter this morning I left her uh in her playpen for I don't know a minute maybe to go out and give the ducks and chickens their eggs and uh their scrambled eggs and I came back in and she's screaming I was gone maybe 45 minutes or 45 seconds sorry not 45 minutes 45 is like literally 
put her down, grabbed the two paper plates, ran outside, found the ducks, found the chickens, boom, here's your plate, boom, here's your plate, ran inside, she's screaming. And I'm like, what are you, I was gone for 45 seconds, sweetie. And then I was thinking like, man, she's a baby, her perspective, that's the worst, being left alone for 45 seconds is the worst thing that's ever happened to her. That's why she's having a complete meltdown right now. So, like, even having her has taught me a lesson in perspective that, you know, other people bring their problems to me, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> this is nothing. This is nothing. And, uh, dude, did I miss, did I miss my exit? I hope I didn't miss my exit. Oh, no. No, okay, we're good. I think I did, but it rerouted me. Hold on. Shit. No, no, we're still good. We're still good. Yeah, I think it should. Did that shave time off the arrival? I think it did. Um, I got to start paying attention to this. Exit 50 to 65B. Yeah, I got to start paying attention to this. Can you guys still hear me? Okay. So if I exit the app, it still records. That's good. I'm going to hold this in my hand because I think I just missed an exit. But it didn't It didn't take any time off. Um, didn't take any time off my arrival. Or it didn't add any time to my arrival. Actually, looks like it took time off. Yeah. I think it was 310 originally. Now it's saying 259, right? Cool. Um. So it's helped me immensely with perspective, you know, because people bring me their problems. I'm like, this is nothing. You know, it's nothing. But to them, it's a big deal because that might have been the hardest thing that they've dealt with in their entire life. And I have to remember that, especially when I'm talking to younger people that haven't necessarily gone through a whole lot of like trials, obstacles, tribulations and issues in their life. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, yeah, we're still good. It's like the same white plains. Oh yeah, I'm just making sure we're still good here. Yeah, okay, here we go. Um, yeah, I'm sorry guys, I, I missed my exit back there and it kind of waked me out a little bit. We're good though. Um, so, I don't know man, I just think uh, perspective and humility are so important and I think over the past three years, I've learned to be more humble, and I've learned to be more patient and understanding with people. Oh, boy. I'm barreling past this cop going 80. Um, I've learned to be more patient and humble with people. So, um, well, that other guy was going way faster than me. We're good. We're good. We are good to go. We are Gucci. Come on, man. You better merge. You better merge. Um, yeah, so... Do I have anything else to talk about? I've been yapping for like two and a half hours. I feel like. Maybe it's only been two. It's probably been less than two hours. Probably been an hour and a half. <laughs> just time is weird when you're on the road and you're just yapping away. West Virginia plates. You don't see that up here much. West Virginia, mountain mama, call me. Wait. Take me home. <laughs> call me home, country road. I guess that's the same principle. Take me home, country road. Might end up there. Either West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, something like that. 
dude, Alaska. I wish Alaska wasn't so cold, man. Alaska, dude, they're, they've got castle law, no gun laws. Everybody stays to themselves. I think the uh, residents get um, payouts from oil and gas companies, too. Not that I want any handouts, but Alaska would be a cool place to live. And it's off the it's off the map. Like, who's going to invade Alaska? You know what I mean? I don't think liberalism is coming to Alaska anytime soon. It's Alaska. Plus, you could be totally alone up there. <laughs> but it's just cold. And you've got, like, infinite winter. You know what I mean? And long nights. Long... I don't know if I could deal with that. No. And it's, it's a real problem getting there. One of my good friends, uh, Jacob, the chiropractor who I had dinner with the other night, he's from Alaska. And uh, he was going back to visit. And it was like he had to take a... Uh, it's like a... 13, 14 hour flight and then a 7 hour boat ride yeah, to get to where he needed to go in Alaska, I'm like I, good, dude, to get off of a 14 hour flight assuming everything went smoothly, 14 hours and then to get on a boat for 7 hours, I think not only would I get sick but I think I'd have a, I'd have to have a, I'd have to have some benzos with me for sure, I'd have to pop a zanny because I don't, I don't know if I can handle that. That's a lot. That is a lot of traveling. Um, but yeah, I guess humility and perspective. Sorry, miss, again, missing my... I'm very... When I travel, I'm very like bing, bang, boom. I need everything to go exactly as according to plan or I get anxious. I get really anxious and then I realize, man, nah, dude, you're going to be totally fine. You're going to get to where you need to go. I gave myself three hours of leeway to be on time because you never know what the traffic is going to be like traveling outside you know through Boston and into New York two majorly congested cities that's why I like I want to go to these UFC fights in August in Boston but it's like dude you got to drive into Boston you got to park you get a hotel you got to do this you got to every time I drive by this house I notice it there's a house uh, on two where am I on 495 on the right-hand side, it's a big white house, and it's got these big white pillars, and it's beautiful, but it's, like, snug right up next to the highway. Like, if I stood on the side of the road and threw a rock, I could hit the house. I could put it right through its window. I'm like, that big, beautiful house, but you got to listen to highway traffic all night. And it's like, what if you've got kids? What if you've got animals? I just couldn't do it. I'd need a really tall fence, and, I, I mean, I would never live next to a highway. I might just uh, come in and out of talking. You might just have to skip through moments. Of, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? I don't have anybody to really call. I'm alone. <laughs> in my car. I miss my wife. I miss my kid. Kids up. One and one in the oven. Oh, okay. So this is why I was probably rerouting these. Because there's 12 minutes of uh, traffic I'm about to hit. Said I'm supposed to hit it right now, and I don't see it yet. So we, we might be we might be getting through this one scot free. And then again, I might be speaking too soon. It's supposed to hit right now, and we're good. You know why? You know why there's traffic congestion on 95 and 495 sometimes? Because there's a bend in the road. That's it. You'll come up. There'll be a bunch of traffic and congestion. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, it doesn't look too bad yet all kinds of traffic and congestion and it's just a bend in the road slight left turn (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, no, boy, look out. Everybody loses their minds. You know, God forbid there's an exit on the bend and then everybody really has a mental breakdown. You know, 2.7 miles, 290 west to Worcester. Worcester. Worcester must be a big, big city, man. Boston, in my opinion, a lot of the, the, the smaller city suburbs, I guess, if you want to call them. I don't know. I just think of suburbs as like, I don't think it's, I guess you would call it a suburb. It is It is a suburb of Boston. Um, just very ugly. Very, very ugly to look at. Very ugly to drive through. Again, I just, I'm so anti-city. I just could never do it. Oh, yeah, here's the traffic. Here we go. Just crawling along here. Guy in front of me has got a Ford Rocky Ridge. Hell yeah, brother. Ford to Ford. You got that F-150 Rocky Ridge. I got the F-150 XLT. Let's go ahead and do a little bit of pulling contest here. Go ahead, boy. Let me see you pull that trailer. Trailer. <laughs> I love being in a truck, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly curating a new personality. Brent, it's funny, my friend Brent, who I mentioned before, uh, is always on the lookout for my new personality drop. Because I, I pick up new personalities. Like, not entirely different personalities. You know, I'm not, like, schizophrenic. But, like, I'll pick up, like, a hobby or an interest or a liking. Like, I was a fisherman for a while. I bought waders and all these fly rods and regular rods and a bass this and that and blah, 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 blah. Went through that phase. Now I think I'm in my, like, now I'm in my very anti-establishment gun phase. You know what I mean? Very, I don't know if this will ever go away. <laughs> But uh, just the more things I see on a day-to-day, the more uh, solidified I become in this position. But, uh, yeah, this is probably why it wanted me to exit back there was to avoid this. But it doesn't look doesn't look too... Oh, it's because everybody's trying to get onto the exit that I need to get on. That's why. Um, I'm just going to come over here and just squeeze right in here. Don't mind me. Just excuse me. I'm bigger than you. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I go through phases, you know. I went through a phase when I when things were really rough. I almost I was even wearing eyeliner at one point because I wanted to be a Viking. <laughs> it's so embarrassing to look back on. And people will be like, "Yeah, that was Mike's eyeliner face." Like I shaved the side of my head and had my hair braided back into like a small ponytail. I just wanted to be a savage. And I realized I was only, let's talk about that period of my life. So I wanted to be this savage, right? I was so upset with the way my life was. I had to pretend I was somebody that I wasn't every day. So I pretended I was somebody else that like, I added another layer onto the pretend fest. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had to pretend to be this clean cut, corporate, good boy, following the rules kind of person. And I hated it. I hated it. I couldn't say what I wanted. It's like I could never talk about the issues that I'm talking about right now because I was in I was in corporate. I was always getting yelled at for even mild things I would post on social media, and it drove me over the edge, pretending to be something that I wasn't. So I, on top of that, I added a more extreme layer of Mike the Viking, <laughs> Ragnar. You know what I'm saying? Shaved the side of my head, got a little mock pony, you know, a little pony to braided ponytail. Um, and, uh, 
you know, went off the deep end, dude. Wanted to be a savage. And I realized that the best way to be a savage is to savagely attack your goals with your fitness, your faith, and your mind. Your faith, number one, fitness in your mind. You know what I mean? It's the best way. Like, I feel like I'm an actual savage now where I was pretending before. Not savage. Now, that obviously has a negative connotation. Not savage in a bad way. Me, oh my. It's a long line of traffic. I got to figure out what I'm going to cut in here. Right in front of this guy is where I'm going to cut in. Whoopsies. Here I come. Um, yeah, that was perfect. Well executed, Mike. They call that zipper merging. And they're actually supposed to make traffic move faster, but now they have cops waiting down at the end of the exit ramp, waiting for people to make last-minute cuts, and they'll pull you over. How's that illegal? How's that illegal? It makes things move quicker, but whatever. So, I don't know. I'm going to end this episode here because I'm just rambling. I don't think I'm giving you guys much value. I will let you go. I love you guys. Let's get it. Have a great weekend. Uh, if I don't hear it, you probably won't hear from me till like maybe Tuesday. Um, so I'll talk to you guys then. Love you. Bye-bye.